It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Europa League Thursdays mean Premiership Sundays As Rangers head to St Johnston Celtic back on home turf against Kilmarnock After returning from Wren And it's Derby Day in Edinburgh With both managers desperate for a win I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me in the studio is Gordon Diel, Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevans Well, they've lavished the praise upon Celtic and Rangers For their midweek European performances against Wren and Feyenoord But now... It's domestic business. Defeat is not an option for Rangers in their 12-15 kickoff or for Celtic in their 1 o'clock kickoff. Defeat, not an option. A draw is a disaster. To lose, a catastrophe. Only 10 minutes away from kickoff in Perth. St Johnson against Rangers. Alison Conroy and Alex Ray have the teams. Yeah, good afternoon, Gordon. Um, St. Johnson just heading down the tunnel. The Rangers players are already away down. It's a couple of changes for Rangers from that midweek win over Feyenoord in the Europa League. Barker and Aribo come in. Arfield and Kamara go out. So the teams, first of all, for St. Johnson, Xander Clark in goal, a back four of Tony Ralston, Jason Kerr, Liam Gordon and Scott Tanzer. In the midfield, Matty Kennedy, David Wotherspoon, Murray Davidson, Ali McCann. Up front, Stevie May and Michael O'Halloran. On the bench, Parrish, Duffy, Booth, Wright, Swanson, Kane and Callahan. For Rangers, Alan McGregor's in goal, the back four of James Tavenier, Connor Goldson, Phil Hollander and Borna Barisic. In a three of Steve Davis, Ryan Jack and Joe Aribo with Shea Ojo and Brandon Barker just behind the lone striker of Alfredo Morelos. On the bench for Rangers, Fodringham, Edmondson, Defoe, Halliday, Kamara, Stewart and Arfield. Your referee for this afternoon's game at McDermott Park is Andrew Dallas. Alex Ray, we look at these teams, um, a couple of changes for Rangers, which yeah. would not be unexpected after the midweek. Yeah, absolutely. We said yesterday in the studio we felt as if a reboot and Brandon Barker would come in, Alison, to give them plenty of legs on that left-hand side. It's an opportunity to see Borno Barisic as well, who played ever so well uh, in Europe on Thursday. So, as Hugh Keevan says, it's a, a must-win for Rangers. It gives them an opportunity to put pressure on Celtic, who kick off in 45 minutes or so. So, uh, you know, they have to get back to the domestic business couple um what, what do you expect from St Johnson? They haven't had a great yeah. start. They've only got three three points this season. Yeah, well, I think if you look at the recent form, Alison, I think it's three draws in the last four games. They'll take encouragement from that. I'm looking at the offensive options that they have at their disposal. Young Matty Kennedy's got three goals. Michael Harlan scored two in the last three. Stevie May hasn't scored from open play in almost a year. He's had a couple of penalties in, in between. So he'll be looking to come back here and try uh, and resurrect his career because, you know, the last couple of years have been a bit of a nightmare for him. But I feel as if this is his home, really. Not long until kick-off for this one, Gordon. Those two changes for Rangers. Barker and Aribo in Arfield and Kamara go out. We have to realise from Thursday to Sunday you don't really get much pitch time. We have to maybe try and get information into them a different way. But it's very difficult to, to get training time from Thursday to Sunday. They'll try and play on the fact that we've had a really tough game on Thursday night. So I think the results have improved slightly of late. Tommy's a good manager. Really well organised. Got a real strong result against us at Ibrox. The back end of last season, so... I certainly respect him and, and his team. It'll be a different type of challenge there at home. But it's a very important game for us, big three points, and we need to try and take the, the feel-good factor from Thursday night and try and take it into Sunday. As I say, there'll be a few changes in the team, and we'll go there with hopefully a team that's good enough to get the job done. Eight minutes till kick-off between St Johnston and Rangers. Let's quickly go to Celtic Park, though, because we've got breaking team news from there as well for the visit of Kilmarnock, Andrew McLean and Jim Duffy. 
Yeah, well, a 100% perfect league start for Celtic and a good result midweek as well against Wren in the Europa League. So plenty for the fans and management to be happy about here at Celtic Park. Uh, a sixth win on the bounce to open the Premiership season would be a real statement of intent for the Hoops. But they're coming up against a Kilmarnock side who look to be rejuvenated. They look to be on the up. They had a poor start, of course, under Angelo Alessio. Everyone remembers what happened in the in the Europa League qualifiers against Connors Key Nomads. But they're unbeaten in their last four games. They get two wins in their last two, and they'll be looking to keep that good form up today against Celtic. As for team news, two changes for Celtic from that one-all draw against Wren. Out go El Yunusi and El Hamid. In come Moritz Bauer and Olivier Chams. So it's a 4-2-3-1 for Celtic. Fraser Forster starts in goal. The back four, Moritz Bauer, Christopher Julian, Christopher Ayer and Bolly Bolingoli. Callum McGregor and Scott Brown, the two holding midfielders, with James Forrest, Olivier Cham and Ryan Christie in behind Odson Edward. The substitutes, Gordon Taylor-Hayes, El Hamid, Rogic, El Yunusi and Bayo. Kamarnik unchanged from that 2-0 win against Hibs last time out, so it's Laurentiu Brunescu that starts in goal. The back four, Stephen O'Donnell, Dario Del Fabro, Stuart Finlay and Nico Hamelain. In the midfield three, Mohamed El Macrini, Gary Dicker and Alan Power with Rory McKenzie, Eamon Brophy and Liam Miller at the front three. The substitutes, Koprovec, Bruce Johnson, Burke, So, St Clair and Thomas. Jim Duffy, how do you see this one going today? Yeah, I think that like most people here today, I think that um, you know expect Kamarnik to, to be defensive, resolute, Try and um, take the sting out of the game, and Celtic, you know, as as you've just said, there have been imperious and uh, domestically, uh, and also that, that you know, terrific, uh, uh, you know, recently in, in Europe. So, um, you know, you expect Celtic to win the game, yeah, whether win it comprehensively or not. I don't think Neil Lennon will be too bothered. I think he just wants to get the three points. Um, we hear Stephen Gerrard um, saying about the, you know, the time factor after games and all that stuff. I'm, I'm not really buying that too much. I have to be honest with you. I think that when you're at a club, uh, the big clubs like Celtic and, and, and Rangers, you expect to be playing midweek uh, and then at the weekend, and you've got a squad big enough to compete with it in comparison to anyone else. Uh, one o'clock kickoff here for Celtic against Kilmarnock. Uh, St Johnson and Rangers are moments away from kickoff. We'll go back to Perth next. As it happens, and your reaction from five on the open line. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Not long till kickoff here at McDermott Park. St Johnson against Rangers. Alex Ray, just briefly, what are you expecting from this one? Of course, there will be that tribute to Fernando Ricks. Yeah, absolutely. Well. I think it'll be a, a tough ask for Rangers today. They have to go about their business in the right manner, and uh, you know they have to be on the front foot, similar to Thursday night. St Johnson are actually have shown a little bit of decent form. And we're just about to get the one-minute uh, silence for Fernando Rickson. Yeah, Gordon, the teams are taking the place on the centre circle with that tribute for Fernando Rickson. Well, that's the right thing to do. Uh, St Johnston will acknowledge the tragic passing of Fernando Rickson. Celtic, at one o'clock, will have a minute's applause. Uh, again, to acknowledge the sad passing of Fernando Rickson. When people speak of the football family, it's not a cliche. It becomes a reality when something as sad as Fernando Rickson's death occurs. So, well done St Johnston, well done Celtic, and I'm quite sure that Hibbs will do the same thing in Edinburgh at three o'clock. Uh, what are you expecting from the game this afternoon? And then let's get your score predictions in from you three. I'll go first, you if you want. Yeah. Um, I'm very confident that Rangers will win this game. Um, it will be difficult because St Johnston will make it very difficult being at uh, McDermott, uh, their home side. But I think the Rangers, with a bit of pace on the flanks, with uh, Brandon Barker coming in there, Aribo coming in, Ojo must be in a high after uh, Thursday night's goal, and Morelis looking to score a couple this afternoon. I'm going 2 0 Rangers. Okay, don't. Uh, Mark Wilson. 3 1 Rangers. 
Okay. Well, Hugh Keevans We've, we've done this in reverse order today It's throwing yeah. me off Yeah Stephen Gerrard Spoke about Rangers Having a tough game On Thursday night Which is partially true It was a game They dominated They made it tough For Feyenoord Not the other way round And so I don't think There's any problem With recovery time I think that Rangers Have a quality of player That St Johnston Cannot match And I think Rangers Will win by A three goal margin To nil a three-goal three margin Come on Hugh, oh, you you Come on 4-1 5-2 5-2 he's went Gordon A three-goal margin right, I'll, put, I'll put you down for 10-7 then okay? <laughs> uh, And we'll see how we get on But it's a big pitch you, uh, Hugh's right I, I mean people may think Rangers might be leggy But a big pitch I think Suits them with a pace mm. in their side It's full time in Perth Let's get the story of it From uh, Alison and Alex Full time at McDermott Park, St Johnson Dell Rangers 4, a game that's ended with a bit of controversy. A penalty claim denied, a goal that looked to have maybe have crossed the line disallowed, then a goal that, a goal that was offside allowed, as Rangers in the end leave with a comfortable victory. The first half was fairly uneventful, He's Rangers not- flat, then they found their feet into the second half. Now, Alfredo Morelos had them 1-0 mm. up just after the break, blasted high into the roof of the net after finding himself one-on-one with Xander Clark. Alan McGregor then denied Ali McCann at the other end before James Tavenier's cross took Morelos by surprise and he couldn't get it on target. Conor Goldson then made it 2-1 in the 61st, headed down from the cross and Clark couldn't keep it out. A great save by Clark then denied Arfield before there was a penalty claim for Rangers. The ball hit Murray Davidson on the arm in the box, but referee Andrew Dallas waved play on. Then a chance for St Johnson in the 88th. Callahan looked to have scored from Ralston's corner, but Andrew Dallas said he did not cross the line. Jermaine Defoe then just took the ball straight up the other end and scored to make it 3-0 for Rangers. Then in the 90th minute, Defoe made it 4. It looked to be offside, but it was allowed full-time. And Johnson nil Rangers for Alex Ray in the end yeah. a lot of controversy in this game yeah absolutely I think the, the, the two talking points will be whether it was over the line whether it was offside the penalty decision but I think over the piece Alison I think we spoke at half time in terms of the match winner Stephen Gerrard be looking I thought Alfredo Morelos kick started that the way he's rolled the player got across the face and his finish was brilliant from that they get plenty of momentum Jack and Davis in the middle of the park were a driving force we spoke about Aribo making more runs offensively getting more runners in behind and I think it was uh, comprehensive in the end plenty of talking points from this one but in the end a comfortable victory for Rangers that finished Johnson nil Rangers 4 and it is finished now would you, would you believe it it's full time at Celtic Park let's get the story with Andrew and Jim Duffy Celtic 3, Kilmarnock 1, the full-time score and Neil Lennon's side come from behind to, sc- to secure the win and keep their lead at the top of the table at three points. In the early stages, James Forrest was the liveliest player on the park. He was continually cutting in from that left-hand side and having a goal. The first of those efforts came off the post before he had another couple saved by Lauren Chu. Brunescu, Kilmarnock had their first chance 33 minutes in and they took it really well. Liam Miller carrying the ball forward down the left-hand side on the breakaway. A great way of pass through to Eamon Brophy, passed pass the defenders but three defenders then swarmed round him in the box but he managed to get his shot away looked as if it took a neck on its way past Fraser Foster into the back of the net but he was uh, calm and composed in the area and that was 1-0 to Kilmarnock then right before the break Celtic got their equaliser James Forrest's cross from the left hand side found Odson Edward in the box good movement from him and he got his header away down into the ground and passed Brunescu for 1-0 Celtic then started quickly after half time and they got themselves in front Moritz Bauer threading a ball through to Odson Edward and he slotted it calmly underneath the goalkeeper 
for 2-1. They then extended their lead 57 minutes in. Volleyball and Golly's cross from the left was headed goalwards by James Forrest. It was an absolutely wonderful save by Lorenzo Brunescu, but he could only palm it into the path of Ryan Christie, who was following in, and he managed to bundle it over the line for 3-1 to Celtic. Scott Brown then gifted Kilmarnock the chance to get back into the game. He moved to right back after a reshuffle following an injury to Christopher Julien and straight away he slid in. A rash challenge on Osmond So and he gave away a penalty. Alan Power stepped up to take and Fraser Forster got down low to his right to beat it away and keep the lead at two goals. The final chance of the game fell to James Forrest down the right-hand side into the box. He had a shot. It was blocked. It looped up over the goalkeeper and on to the top of the bar. But the full-time score here Celtic 3, Kilmarnock 1 and Jim Duffy he would say it wasn't a vintage display here but Celtic getting what they came for No, absolutely deserved victory for Celtic I mean they've scored 3, they've hit the woodwork twice hit the post, hit the bar the keepers had a couple of good saves actually the save leading up to Ryan Christie's an unbelievable save James Forrest is actually celebrating he's, he's got his head in his hands but Christie followed it up and uh, bundled over the line and obviously they've got the chance to maybe just to make it a little bit nervy uh, last few minutes with the penalty I do think it was a penalty. I think it's one of those ones, again, where you win the ball, but you get aggressively with the studs showing, your momentum takes you into the player. Anybody else in the pitch is a free kick. Uh, it's just the, way, just the way the modern game is. Neil Lennon didn't agree. He picked up a yellow card for it, which is, I, I don't really get the point of it, but anyway, he gets a yellow card. But uh, Celtic, I think, will be delighted. One or two of them looked a wee bit leggy later on. Edward was superb. Uh, obviously, he's, he's, he's two goals. Um, James Forrest, I've seen him stretching a few times when the ball was away. Callum McGregor, similar. So, I think they'll absolutely delighted after in the back of the, the performance during the week and getting the three points um, today was all important. And another three goals. I mean, Celtic are scoring a lot of goals. And as I said, Eamon Brophy had a great uh, shot, almost similar to the goal he scored, but the keeper had a, a terrific save and then he had a good save with the penalty as well. So, although Kilmarnock were you know quite conservative in the play. They've scored one, gave us a two great saves. So you know a wee bit of credit to them as well for for um, you know the way they approach the game. The Celtic deserve victory, uh, deserve victors. And uh, as I said, I think Neil Lennon will be delighted with the, with the overall performance. It wasn't brilliant, but it was more than good enough to win the match. Who was your super scoreboard man of the match, Jim? Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt. It has to be Odson Edward. I mean, he's got two goals. His link-up play was terrific. He, he was coming off in a lot of pockets. There were some good performances with one or two other players. I thought uh, uh, Bauer done well on the right-hand side. Ran out of steam a little bit. Ball and goal, set up one of the goals. Bauer set up, up one of the goals as well. I thought Gary Dicker for Kilmarnock was very good. But for me, Odson Edward was a, was a class act in the game. Thank you very much uh, to Jim Duffy for the meantime. He'll stay with us because the open line's round the corner. Alex Ray, before we say goodbye to you, your final thoughts, please, from St Johnston against Rangers. Yeah, it was a very professional job. Gordon uh, scoring four goals, shipping in the, the Defoe get two, Morelos played well, uh, and a clean sheet. So overall, I think Stephen Gerrard will go back down the road after a tough night in Europe uh, with another win. So I think from a Rangers perspective, I'll be really happy with that. OK, farewell to Alex Ray, but Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson, Gordon DL and Jim Duffy are here and they are waiting on your call. 0141 951 1025. Rangers winning 4-0 in Perth. Celtic winning 3-1 against Kilmarnock. Quite simply, what did you make of it? What impressed you? Were there some things that, that didn't impress you? Uh, what about the various controversies in refereeing decisions at McDermott Park as well? Let's do it all and we'll hear from Stephen Gerrard next. After the action, it's your reaction. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. 
Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson, Gordon DL and Jim Duffy are here They want to hear from you They want to hear from you now Let's see what you made of the games at McDermott Park and Celtic Park this afternoon uh, Rangers getting us underway with a 4-0 victory in Perth against St Johnston Alfredo Morelos, Connor Goldson and a late double from Jermaine Defoe That doesn't quite tell the full story Because uh, there's a bit of debate as to whether St Johnston uh, should have had a goal Did it cross the line Did it not uh, Was Jermaine Defoe offside Did Rangers get a blatant penalty Turned away All sorts of uh, controversy and debate That's what we do In this part of the world So let's get your thoughts on them Celtic fans A professional job How important was Odson Edward for you And of course the Edinburgh Derby Is underway as well What a Sunday we have Hugh Keevans Well one minute into it And it's all go uh, Tackles are flying in Piazzu's just been uh, pulled up there for uh, a foul and from minute one it is the old-fashioned derby it is hell for leather uh, Rangers fans let's see if you agree with Stephen Gerrard's assessment of the game in Perth he's been speaking to Alison Conroy at full time I thought first half we were doing okay and we were getting into some really good areas getting into the final third but we didn't have much quality there wasn't wasn't a connection in the final third and that's the reason why we probably never created enough in the first half to be in front we had one really good chance with Alfredo but we need to try and create a little bit more than that after the break we've certainly found our level and we've certainly found the performance that I was looking for I thought we were outstanding in the second half people will talk about the, the big moments on the goal line and everyone I'm sure will have the opinion on it but the camera angles I've seen it's not a goal Stephen Davis has done tremendously well on two occasions and I think that epitomised his performance I thought he was man of the match by some distance he was outstanding today at the other end do you think you should have had a penalty? Um, mm, probably not Probably a bit too close uh, I did appeal for it Because it did hit his hand But I understand why the referee hasn't given that one But I think the linesman deserves credit For, for getting that one right Because it could have been a big moment And it could have put us under pressure For the last the, the final final moments of the game But I think our all-round application today Probably deserved a clean sheet And we're really pleased about that Hi. Extra pleasing it is a victory like that when you go from Thursday night and the efforts that you've Yeah, I think a lot's made of the Thursday nights, you know, Thursday, Sunday, and you know we did put a lot into Thursday. But we say to the players, look, it's it's a mental, uh, it's a mental thing because you look at our energy and our running in the second half. It proves it's not down to fitness and it's not down to Thursday night because we finished the game stronger than we started it. It's all in the mind and we need to get better than that. We need to try and start these games better, certainly after the Thursday night. But I've always got belief with the players we've got on the pitch that we're always going to create chances and score. And Alfredo got us the breakthrough, did outstandingly well again. And then, you know, it's always tempting when you've got Jermaine behind you to get him on the pitch because you know he can kill games off like that. And there you have it, Hugh Keevans. <laughs> you three are all adamant. Everyone seems to be adamant that Rangers should have had a penalty, but Stephen Gerrard doesn't think so. Well, I don't care. Stephen Gerrard's wrong, and we're right. <laughs> uh, I thought you might say that. And he's taking a very generous approach there because. You know, it, it wasn't crucial, yeah. uh, but he did appeal for it, and he appealed for it because he could see it's a penalty all day no, long. No, no, it sounds pretty clear. He doesn't think it was a penalty. All of us, all of a sudden, I think the officials have had a great game <laughs> uh, because I have looked at this a million times, gone from different angles, and I will now say, oh, don't tell, don't reveal it. Don't reveal what you think of the goal Because Brian wants to make that point on the line And then I'll get your verdict Right, okay Okay, uh, Brian, what did you make of the game overall today? Brian is a Rangers fan Yeah, I thought Rangers were a bit passive in the, in the first half Obviously they expended a lot of energy You know, on Thursday night So I felt at the start of the game Just feeling their way into it uh, You know, basically see how St Johnson were going to play as well If they were going to, you know, be very energetic And, and you know, press 
as it turned out after the first 10-15 minutes and Johnson were just happy just to you know hold their ground and just kind of deny space in the last third uh, can, I, can I say before I was going to start can I pass my condolences on uh, Fernando's family and friends uh, when Fernando played in that infamous old firm game uh, 6-2 I'm saying infamous for Rangers perspective of course I wouldn't have bet a penny him being there long term and he spent six years at the club. The guy was a true warrior on and obviously off the, the pitch, you know, we, the way he dealt with his illness. Uh, yeah, well said, Brian. What about the... Let, let's think about the, some of the, the controversial moments today. The right, the goal, what do you uh, think? Was it over the line or St Johnson hard done by? Or is Steve go along with Steve Gerrard? I actually agree, Gordon, with... The, the the panel that spoke about it about ten minutes ago, uh, because I hadn't really I'd only seen it at, at uh, you know in the top you know I watched the game on the television so I only seen it and I didn't see the you know the replay mm-hmm. so I I taped the end of the game and you know I put that bit on and to be honest it's almost impossible to see some angles it looks as if it is and then other angles. It looks, well, I didn't realise that Stephen Davis actually cleared it with his heel. Mm-hmm. I thought he cleared it with his instep. So that's how difficult. It's impossible for officials, you know, to give that that decision. So that that's why, even if it was all, how can you how can you actually prove it unless you've got goal line technology, which gives you that definitive. Yeah, those one those ones are difficult because people are arguing about it. But you you've now. All had a bit of chance to digest yeah. it. I've tried to show you as much footage and, and pictures and so on as as we can. What's the the final verdict, if you, if you like, well, from well, you three? Well, I go first. You, yeah. Well, at the when I seen it at first, Gordon, I thought it was a stonewall goal. Right, I, I I said I couldn't believe that the officials got it wrong. Couldn't see it. I have looked at it at every angle, and I still still found it very difficult. But if I had now to make that final decision. I would say no goal And well done to the officials And I apologise And I agree uh, I exonerate the officials From any blame whatsoever uh, We've seen it from so many angles now That it is impossible To conclusively prove That was a goal And therefore what chance Does Andrew Dallas hmm. And his official team have If we've taken this length of time Taking television replays uh, snapshots from the game Everything uh, It's impossible to prove Beyond all shadow of a doubt That that ball was over the line well, well, yeah, but what, would you, what would you go for? What do you think? Was it over or not Based on what you've seen? Based on all of the stuff That I have seen I no longer think it was a goal Mark yep. Wilson Same as the guys Full house Yeah oh, come on It's the one along the line You know the camera angle Along the line But it's taken us to now yeah. To actually see a still Of yeah. that <laughs> Andrew Dallas know, has one second We've taken one of that luxury. So Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, I think from that angle It's pretty conclusive It's not over the line uh, Jim Duffy This won't concern you Because uh, you, you've not had to sit and watch it And, and pour over it But just, just listening to the general discussion Brian uh, Coming on And, and the, the sort of Overall feeling of, of Rangers general performance And the contribution of guys like um, Defoe and, and Morelos How do you view the job that they did this afternoon? 
I think it's a terrific job the Rangers have done. I mean, I, again, I, I think uh, you know any any footballer, you know, Mark, Mark Gordon will tell you, you know, you don't always start the game, you know, <laughs> right, right, you know, the, at the top level, and the good teams wear the other teams down by constant pressure, constantly moving the ball, and sometimes it takes into the second half, like Celtic done today, like Rangers done. You know, sometimes you, you just you, you assess the opposition. It's a little bit like uh, sparring for the first 45 minutes. If you get a goal, great. But if you don't, then you keep at it. You keep the, the way you, you're playing. Uh, and then, invariably, that, that quality shines through. Morelis, for instance, you know, Edward. You know, the, 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 the other teams, no, it's, it's not, not being disrespectful to St. John's to come out. They, there's no chance they can have a player of that quality in their team. So these guys can make the difference. Then you've got somebody like Defoe coming on. I mean, an absolute top-class striker um, to put the game to bed. So, yeah, I think uh, Stephen Gerrard delighted um, with the, the, the overall uh, result and performance. And again, four goals, clean sheet. Um, yeah, there's always going to be a bit of controversy in football, but it just shows you how difficult a job referees have when, when uh, all the guys are debating it. And that's, <laughs> you know, and, and, and debating it for the length of time that it was where referees don't have these things. They have a split second to make that decision. So whoever made the call, According to you guys, deserves an enormous amount of credit because, by all accounts, um, you know to make that call at that time of the game um, was one of the toughest ones you probably have all season. Oh, don't worry, they're not getting that much credit because the guys still think that Defoe was offside and the Rangers should have had a penalty. So we'll give it where it's due. Um, but they're all in agreement on that one. Uh, Brian on the line, thank you very much for for your opening remarks on today's game. Um, would you like to hear what Tommy Wright had to say at full oh, time? Yes. That's what Tommy Wright had to say at full time for, for because the bell tolls. he, <laughs> for whatever reason, for maybe a couple of reasons, he's not happy. Hugh, he, he's not he's not fond of us very much by the looks of it, yeah. and he politely, not sure if it was. I'll, I'll get the I'll get the, the verdict if it was politely. Uh, pol- we'll go for that at the moment. Politely um, requested that Alison Conroy leave the press room, uh-huh. and uh, she was forbidden. From recording his interview So well, There we go uh, That's sad uh, I would have Very much liked to have Heard what he had to say But the whole afternoon And all of its controversies Etc However Speaking as someone Who over the course of many years Was banned Periodically By football clubs uh, It's a shameful way To go about your business It's a Suppression of freedom Of speech uh, And It Ill becomes a manager of Tommy's experience to indulge in all this nonsense. He's got more to worry him because if Hearts get a, a result today, we bottom of the league table. He's got more to worry him than banning mm. the press. I think you're right, Hugh. I think that um, listen, as managers, you don't like sometimes what people say about you or write about mm. you. Uh, but you've got to be big enough to stand up to that Gordon and just accept it Answer me this though then Why do so many people say that they don't care what people say about them then And then them. they undeniably do care They yeah. very much care what it people was, say about them It was the same at Celtic Park when Alice went into the press room She was told that Tommy Wright wanted her to leave It's, it's a joke um, <clears throat> Be upset, don't agree with it uh, But be Man enough and big enough and brave enough to say Right, that's my job, go on with it Because as uh, Hugh pointed out there He's got more to worry sell yeah. Than Radio Clyde or Alison Conroy Or any of us, what our mm. opinions is He's got to start winning football games Well I think there are a few different gripes And maybe Tom, I would open 
an invitation to Tommy to, to come on if he fancies it, and, and we can we can talk about it in an amicable manner. Part of the problem, and I say there maybe are more that maybe more than one great part of the problem was he didn't like Jim Duffy predicting. It's his uh, fault that, that, that St. Johnson were going to go down this <laughs> season, Jim. banning video clip because I, because I was asked at the start of the season, mm. you know, and and I gave I gave a, 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 a an opinion mm. which is based on nothing really. It's just I mean, it's you just give, a bit you of fun, isn't you it? Got, you got to pick someone. It's just like picking who the who you I mean. Yeah, the questions who you win the league and loads of people do I mean if, if that's the reason to be honest with you it's, it's actually that's a bit embarrassing um, I'll tell you well, I think if, if, if my understanding is it's not the sole reason but it's part of it I think is that's the that from my understanding uh, that's Gordon, what I can I've been in football a long long time I've been at clubs where people have said I'm rubbish or whatever I be I genuinely don't care. Who cares? I mean, what, does it really bother me what I would say or anyone else would say? Uh, whether it's Gordon, yourself, anybody. I mean, who really bothers mm. that much? It's, it's water off a duck's back. I, I, to be honest with you, if anything else, if you do well, then, you know, it's always one of those ones where you can look back at the end of the season and say, well, there you are, you got it wrong. But, mm. but to be perfectly honest with you, I really don't think it's, it's such a big deal. I mean, if, 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 it's, if, if it bothers them that much, then... God, I, 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 I take to see a real criticism coming his way Well like I say I think that's maybe only part of the issue Tommy is welcome any time I am an open minded individual He's welcome any time to, to come And we can maybe smooth it over And we can we can see what the other gripes are But anyway uh, Let's move on with the phones it's, There are some people who do want to talk to us Craig is one of them He's a Rangers fan Hi Craig Hi Gordon Hi guys How you doing? Good thank you Craig What did you make of that today? It was quite breathless stuff at the end wasn't it? It was, aye. Um, I, you know, I'm glad Rangers get the win. I thought they thoroughly deserved to win because I think, well, you know, when you, when you see the game as a whole, you know, Rangers did dominate it. So I think it's fair to say that. However, the referees had an absolute nightmare today. Now, the goal, I understand you can mitigate them because, you know, I was like the guys, when I seen the first angle, I thought, that's a goal. Um, you know, and as a Rangers fan, I'm thinking, oh, you know, they're going to get back in it. Didn't give it. And then when you see the side angle, you're thinking, hmm, it's a bit more contentious. However, there's nothing contentious about Murray Davidson's handball. It's a clear handball. It's a stonewall penalty. Now, it didn't impact the game, as Stephen Gerrard says. But for me, and the foe is clearly offside as well. Although these things don't, in the end, have a material impact on the game, I don't think that's what should matter because referees at any level should not be making such obvious mistakes. Andrew Dallas is two five yards away from Murray Davidson. He can clearly see that's a handball. And the linesman had a bit, you know, had days to put his flag up when, we, when Defoe was offside because he didn't move quickly. It wasn't a sprint run. He was offside <laughs> Um, quite clearly I mean I think Mark Wilson said earlier it was like a still picture for him so you know for me even as a Rangers fan I look at that and I think to myself that and last season was the same as well the standard of refereeing in this country is good to God because it may not have impacted the game today but it could next week or it could the following or whatever and it could cost teams Craig you you used the, the expression there the standard of refereeing in this country it's a matter of three days since we watched a Spanish referee in France make a series of daft mistakes in the Celtic game whereby Celtic are given 
a penalty that's not as good as the penalty they were not given and also send off a Celtic player for a non-existent offence. So it's not just about referees in this country. Mm. The man involved in the Celtic game in midweek has twice refereed Real Madrid versus Barcelona. And he still got it horrendously wrong. I think you're right, Hugh. I think sometimes we get caught up with the Scottish referees, give them real stick. Yeah, today you can look over it. Nobody's come on and said, what a fantastic decision from the officials mm. for the St Johnston okay. no goal. Yeah, but I suppose but, you can... But the lines, the re, what, what I think the referee takes the blame, and sometimes wrongly, I think the assistant referee's got to help him with the default. He's looking right along that oh, line. Oh, that, that's he on the assistant, right. that one, isn't it? The one thing he got wrong today, Andrew Dallas, basically was, it was a Stonewall penalty kick. Um, Craig, were you surprised to hear your manager, Stephen Gerrard, say that he didn't think it was a penalty? Because... Managing, managers will, will claim for most things And he did at the time All the guys in the studio agree with you that They think it was a stonewaller And then Stephen Gerrard actually doesn't Does that surprise you? Well It, it doesn't it doesn't Because I mean, let's be fair here right? If you know, if Rangers don't get that penalty And Rangers draw one each Stephen Gerrard is shouting for the rafters That that is a penalty You know what I mean? So I think he's been a bit overly generous Because I can't see And I don't believe that he genuinely sees that and thinks that's not a penalty. Maybe he'll look back at it in the television screens and he'll change his mind. But like I say, I think if Rangers lost points because of that, he'd have been screaming it was yeah. a penalty. Yeah. So oh, hold on. It's easy I, I, to say when you've won 4 0. Yeah, I, I, do, I do accept that, Hugh. I, I understand that point. But, but he, he's, he's really gone out his way to do it then. Not only has he said it's not a penalty, he's explained why it wasn't a penalty. Well, he said, hold on, he's, he said. That it was too close I, I get Craig's logic But maybe then If that is the case Surely Stephen Gerrard would have said Do you know what I thought at the time it was But, but maybe it was and, and, and it's not impacted the game fine But he's he, he's really gone out his way If that's well, the case Because he's explained he why has, it wasn't Here's my interpretation of why He went out of his way He's trying He knows that people will bang on and on and on About whether the ball was over the line or not And he's trying to come across As being magnanimous By saying Well mm. you know the referee And it was too close It wasn't close at all that, That's what I'm saying then Would would the normal My underst- normal understanding Of being magnanimous Would have been If he had just sort of Brushed it off But he's He's, 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 he's gone Completely in the opposite direction well, Which makes me think He genuinely doesn't believe nah, It was I, a penalty Because it's irrelevant The decision is irrelevant yeah. Like that's what point. I mean Why not just say no. that then Why not just say it's irrelevant Rather than argue uh, That it's listen, not a penalty Maybe he's, he's in a good mood And he's 4-0 up agree, And he's yeah, sitting think, there I Listen think, I think if that's 1-1 yeah. And Rangers yeah. drop points he goes I mad. think he goes mad Because you see him you seen the still On the touchline Or the camera angle from him On the touchline Claiming it was a penalty And then laughing As in a sarcastic laugh How's that not a penalty? It, I yeah. think he knows all yeah. day long I but t- totally agree with the boys I think Craig's Bang on the money If I had to finish 1-1 Gerard would have been out Going absolutely bonkers He shouts for it From that distance And you're telling me now When he sees it up close He's saying Well It wasn't mm. a penalty kick Nonsense Is he a liar that Stephen Gerard A liar no, is I that think, I think he's just Is that the, I think the conclusion I think he's See, just You're using Evocative terminology there I, I'm just saying Sorry is you, he not telling the truth I'll, I'll rephrase it for he, you And make it less is, evocative He is being Economic with the truth <sighs> mm, Okay like uh, Craig what about The actual football itself A lot of focus goes on The, the refereeing side of it I thought I thought Rangers were Were good I thought You know the first half I they were a bit Staggering a bit flat I think you know Celtic started slow as well That's kind of to be Don't worry I'm not one of these people Who buys into the whole Thursday Sunday thing But you can understand 
with so much effort's been put in with that be the case. But I think particularly in the second half when Rangers came out, Rangers stepped it up a gear. Um and it was a gear that, you know, unfortunately, through not having the same qualities and Johnson just couldn't step it up to. Um now don't get me wrong, I think there are times when Rangers are leading, you know, when like the contentious goal, you know, for me, St Johnston should never be getting into those positions so easily in the first place. But that's a minor gripe. In reality, I thought they were well. Actually, there was something that Gordon Dale said during the game that I wanted to pick him up on because when they were talking about um, Morelos and Edward briefly, you, you, Gordon Dale was saying that um, you know Celtic field players all over the park, yeah, who score the goals, but that Alfred, you know, Rangers have only really got Alfredo Morelos. That's not really true, is it? Because the Falcons on his scores too. Scott Arfield has scored a number. James Cavanier, to defence, gets a few goals. I accept we could be doing with more players like that, but even the likes of Shea Ojo, he's been... It's him that scored the goal. Chris, by, by, uh, yeah, I totally agree with what you're saying there, but what I was trying to point out was the fact that when Rangers are not firing in all cylinders, especially today in the first half, they have that one guy like, Def- uh, like Morelis. Defoe's on the bench. Morelis will step up. He's the one that you really look at getting them back in, getting them into the game, getting them that goal, which happened today. Yeah, they've got other ones that can chip in. My point was where, you know, Celtic have got players all over the park at that time when they really need a goal can produce. Mm. I just think that Rangers rely heavily on Morelis who obviously delivers because he bagged 30 last yeah, season. I don't think it was a criticism from you. No, so no, it, was it certainly wasn't. No, because uh, I, I'm, I'm a massive Defoe fan. Comes on, uh, okay, he's been offside today when he finishes, but some of his finishing is absolutely terrific. I like Arfield. I've always said I like him in a forward position. But I just think when Rangers are at that, not at their best, it's always yeah. Morelis that seems to step up. Craig, thank you very much for your thoughts. Uh, Celtic fans what about you you'll be safely away from Celtic Park now I would imagine what did you make of it this afternoon tell us and we'll hear from Neil Lennon next 01419511025 that's the number you need to get in touch with Mark Wilson Gordon DL Hugh Keevans and Jim Duffy you can take your pick uh, who to aim your opinion at after those games this afternoon Celtic fans still waiting to hear from you to uh, let us know what you made of the game at, at Celtic Park there was a penalty save from Fraser Forster uh, two goals for Odson Edward Celtic fell behind and came back after a difficult night in Europe what does that tell you let us know 01419511025 we're going to hear from Neil Lennon uh, very soon indeed uh, Jim Duffy the, the penalty save from from Fraser Forster Celtic win the game three one. It's relatively comfortable, but but at that moment, I guess that's a that, that's a, a big and important moment within the game. Yeah, because obviously Celtic had just lost um, Julian as well, and they had to reshuffle, put Scott Brown to right back, put El Hamad who had just came on, put him to centre back, and uh, obviously the score then, and I suppose Commander can might, might just throw a centre half up the pitch and think, well, we've we got to lose, we'll, we'll we'll have a wee gamble here, and Celtic just looked as if. They'd run out of steam a little bit at that time. But, um, you know, listen, it, it didn't happen. There was a, a little bit of debate with the penalty. Uh, Harvey St. Clair had just come on and was having a little chat. Because obviously, as, as Gordon said, Eamon Brophy's a normal penalty taker. He's off. But uh, Alan Power, maybe being the senior player there, um, said, no, I'll take it. Um, anyway, uh, he, he hit it low to the keeper's right and, and, and Foster made it pretty comfortably and well uh, and, and pushed it away. And uh, ultimately, then Celtic won the game convincingly. But yeah, I mean, it could have made a wee difference. You never you never can tell with a couple of minutes to go. But, uh, 
you know, Celtic deserve to win. But as I said, command, I think deserve deserve credit. I think um, you know you can see under Angelo Alessio now that you know that, that he's he's got them. They understand the way he wants them to play now. Um, but Celtic, as I said, have just got that quality, and particularly Edward and, and, and Christie. You know, they, they've just got that uh, instinct for goals. And, and when you've got that quality at the top end of the pitch, uh, Forrest's ball for the first goal was fantastic. The two full-backs contributing for the next two goals. So, you know, overall, as I said, I think uh, Neil Lennon will be delighted uh, with the result and, and the general performance, I think. Uh, the English Premier League and Manchester United in particular, Jim, have been hoovering up all these controversies about who should take penalties. Uh, did, did, did we get our own one there? Did, do you think that plays any part in, in the missed effort? Well, I, you never can tell, you know, but as I said, I think it's a difficult one when you, you might have a nominee, uh, nominated penalty taker. Some some will do too, you know, say, like, that's the first penalty taker or the second penalty but. But what what annoys me with down south in particular is they always go on about these meticulous planning, right? Or oh, every every game's meticulously planned with de- every all the details. And they keep using these phrases about small details, but they don't nominate a penalty taker. <laughs> it's one of the most important things you can do. So you know, I think with the penalty taking off, there was obviously a, a little bit of debate, but it wasn't pushing, shoving, and grabbing the ball that we've seen down south. It was just a little a little chatting here. But as I said, Alan Alan Power decided to take it, and unfortunately uh, for him, um, he missed, and, and Fraser Foster pulls off a good save 28, 29 minutes gone in the Edinburgh Derby at Easter Road it's been a massive build up to this one because of the, the run of results and the criticism both managers have been getting what have we made of it so far half an hour in it's a, a good sample size frantic uh, as ever uh, best chances falling to Hibbs hmm. Stevie Marlin uh, had a, a cut back that he thought this might be it but he, he hit the ball uh, wrongly and it Went into the ground and over the bar So uh, Hibs have the better of the game But goalless and frantic I think it was a real chance So When you considered it was Stevie Marlin yeah. You know In that position you expect him to do better Hibs look more comfortable um, Going forward Scott Allen can pick a pass A few of his passes You know Splitting the Hearts defence um, But it's been interesting Because Hearts We were looking at that starting lineup, Thinking You know It's definitely going to be a four at the back But they've put Hickey The young right left back. back To right wing back You know so A bit of a change in Hearts going three at the back And credit to him He looks alright Yeah he, he looks, looks alright He looks confident yeah. Looks like looks he wants to keep Taking the ball do, do you know what I've noticed About the young lad as well I watched him in the final Against Celtic He was taking cramp all the time He was absolutely terrific In that game And he played left back When he, When he played out in the right here Every time the ball comes to it, he's not going on his left foot, Gordon. He's comfortable on his right. Mm-hmm. And he put a nice ball into the box here for Claire for his header. Uh, I was a bit surprised they played him out there, but he looks like he's got a lot of room if they can, Hearts can just find him. But so far after 30 minutes, nil-nil, I, I don't think there'll be a lot of goals in this Edinburgh derby. Are we going to get a nil-nil after all that build-up and the manager who loses might be on a sugarly peg and all the rest of it? Are we going to get a nil-nil and it rumbles no, on? Not the big goals. Don't honestly believe the manager who loses this will get the sack. You think? No, prob- be that probably, probably not as cutthroat as that. But you know but what I mean. It clearly piles the pressure on yeah. even further. Yeah. Uh, Hearts get to the byline, try to stand it up, but they get it all wrong, and it goes behind with half an hour on the clock. It is Hibs nil, Hearts nil. Have we got Neil Lennon yet? Uh, yes, I think we do. So Celtic fans, have a listen to this. What do you make of your manager's post-match assessment? Uh, that is a superb performance. Absolutely superb. I felt. The scoreline flattered to Monarch at half time. They had one real, if you even want to call it, an attack. It's a great goal from Brophy. There's a bit of luck with the deflection. But before that, we had peppered Kilmarnock's goal in there. Good side. 
hit the post, worked the goalkeeper on a number of occasions, and we thoroughly merited the equaliser when it came, and then we just asked for more of the same second half, and some of the play for 15, 20 minutes after half-time was absolutely outstanding, outstanding, so it's a great performance against a very good team. You don't concede much, I thought the goalkeeper made some world-class saves. The one from Incham, just after half-time, I thought it was in, it's just a brilliant save. So I'm getting everything from this team that I want at the minute. When teams come to defend, we're working the goalkeeper, we're creating lots of chances. And, you know, off the back of a really good performance on Thursday night, you know, they've cemented the league form at the minute with a brilliant display today. I see, see the yellow card as well in New York, isn't it? Imagine yellow. Oh, it's great. It's a good thing. Uh, it, no, it is. It is. You know, it's like, you know, there's your warning now, just calm down, which is fine. I've no issue with it, so. And, you know, Bobby's a, Bobby's a great official and... I was talking about not losing my temper. I didn't lose it that badly, but you get the warning and that's it. Were you so just that's voicing fine. your opinion to the post Yes. Maybe a bit demonstratively, and you're not allowed to do that anymore, but there was no, no real issue at all. There we go, Jim Duffy. Neil Lennon quite likes the fact that he got booked. Um, what do you make of it? Yeah, maybe it just maybe it just gives you that wee bit of warning. You don't want to get sent to stand. I don't really see the point of the yellow card. And you know the referee runs all the way over. You know from the and, and everybody kind of looks at it. And again, it's to me, it's a wee bit kind of you know look at me. You know for for the referee's point of view. And I know he's brought over by Bobby Madden, the fourth official. But to me, you know they're all they're all uh, you know mic'd up. Just say to Bobby, Bobby. Tell Neil we calm down a yeah. little bit. You know, and then you don't need to run over with a yellow card and everybody kind of sees it. But Neil says he, he felt it calmed him down a little bit and he, and he understood mm-hmm. it. Therefore, maybe it will work for some managers, but personally speaking... Yeah, I mean, it's, I a, it's a worldwide rule, Hugh. Now, I wonder, though, if... I, I, I get what Jim's saying from, from the manager himself, but I wonder if to, to sort of everyone else outside how beneficial it might be. Because you, how many times in the past have you seen managers being sent to the stand and you think... Well, you know, I wonder what he did. Did, did he cross a line? Whereas now it's it, it's sort of clear. It's a bit like a player well, he's on a booking, and if you have another go, yeah, you're, I, you're I, going to be sent off. I can I, I can see I, both sides of that. I can see Neil Lennon's explanation that it, it flags up the fact that you might be losing it, and it's his way, the referee's new way of telling you, calm down, or you will be losing it in the form of a red card. But I was just thinking, Jim Duffy. Back in the day mm-hmm. He didn't get managers coming in and saying No, no, no The penalty that was denied us Was perfectly alright That's a perfectly good decision And then the, the Celtic manager coming in and said Yes, the decision to book me was perfectly in order uh, Yeah, but when you win It's uh, it's always, as you say Magnanimous and victory yeah. But like, listen, I, I, you know you, you, see, you heard Stephen Gerrard talk about the penalty You heard Neil Lennon talking about his incident he, Because it, uh, apparently given against his team uh, I think, as you say, uh, if the results had been different, I think um, you know that the uh, little bit of frustration might, might have festered a little bit longer. It might have been a little bit more animated for both managers. But the the guys in the the guys know that you know when when you've won. I mean, I've seen it many times. Uh, even as, as not high profile as old firm matches, I've been involved in a game where if you've won the game and your player goes round the goal and the goalie brings it down, the referee doesn't give it a penalty, you go. Ah, well, it's one of those, we, ones, one of those days, and you, and you don't think too much of it, but believe me, if, it, if it's vital to the scoreline, yeah, you, 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 your opinion changes. I do, I do agree with you, Jim. I think as your manager and you've won a game, then you're on a high and you don't bother. Mark, I'll come to you, don't worry. We didn't call <laughs> We didn't call Alec Ferguson furious Fergie up here for no good reason. 
Uh, 01419511025 Mark, uh, what do you think? You you got threatened with the yellow card yesterday yeah. So presumably <sighs> your offence was not even bad enough no. uh, You're quite a mild-mannered individual yeah. yeah, no, listen, I quite like it I, I'm with Neil Lennon in this one I, I get Jim's point mm-hmm. as a bit perhaps showmanship for the referee But I just, and I get your point Gordon It gives everyone around the place a sense of what's going on We've seen managers sent to the stand You go He's, he's hardly been out He's dug out But we get a sense uh, You know that's you You've heard your warning One more and you're away So I, I quite like it And plus the fact Mark For you yesterday If you get sent to the stand It's some walk round that pitch isn't it? I imagine and that And the fans Having a go <laughs> You get to walk around the full <laughs> stadium How does that work? Do you, are you allowed to just go and perch on the hedge maybe? You could just <laughs> Just get well, a ladder At Steny yesterday <laughs> oh, I would have had to yesterday. Stood in the car park Which was behind the dugout <laughs> So I could have stood On top of my car And just watched the oh, game But again yeah. Avoided it so but, great, but great news for, Great news for Mark He's back on Thursday With me I'll look after Yeah you, you too uh, Are back In terms of Neil Lennon's Assessment of the football Jimmy, he says things along the lines of, um, you know, the scoreline sort of flattered Kilmarnock at the break. He was he was very happy with with his team's performance. Does that kind of match up with you? What you watched today? Yeah, I mean, I said they hit the woodwork twice, and uh, the keeper had a couple of good saves. I said they saved leading up to the the goal. I mean, the the the, the, the Encham one, it did look in, but it was a a TV save at the same time. You know, he's been up and, and and flicked over the bar. It was a good save, but one, I think the keeper read it well and moved his feet. But the, as I said, the, the one leading up was an unbelievable save. As I said, I mean, Forrest heads and thinks it's in and the keeper's clawed it away. And then, uh, unfortunately for him, Christy bundles over. But yeah, I mean, in terms of chances created, I say shots, pep on the goal. No, there's absolutely no doubt that Celtic uh, deserved to win and, and win at, at least with a two-goal margin. But in saying that, as I, as I said, the Brophy scores, he has another one where Fraser Foster tips over the bar and they miss a penalty. So you know, the, the, you know, the game was, you know, the, the, it wasn't, it wasn't just like Commander just sat in and defended the whole time. They had, a, they, they obviously their game plan was to try and play on the counter attack, and at times they've done that pretty well. But yeah, <laughs> overall, Celtic good, comprehensive victory and another three goals to boot. Are we missing anything from the Edinburgh derby? Nah, it's end to end. The ball's never. On the ground for very long uh, So it's a, a typical derby It's 37 and a half minutes in now It's nil-nil And Oh there Ooh, goes a new bad tackle Coming mm. up It's yeah. typical of The way these teams have been playing though In recent weeks You know No real cutting edge Going forward Lack of quality in the final third You know Plenty of effort But just um, Just no real quality so far the tackle was on a Hickey, young Hickey. Yeah, Daryl Horgan's into the book, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a nasty challenge, and again, it's premeditated. Uh, and he's forced it to mm. only get yellow. Hugh is spot on there. How many times have you seen that in football? Because what happens first is Horgan loses the ball, Hickey mm. robs him, and you can you can see it coming a mile Mind away because he's frustrated yeah, that he's loss. just been robbed yeah. of the ball. So yeah. uh, there we go. Uh, Roberts on the line. He is a Rangers fan from Kilsyth. Hi, Robert. Hi guys, how's things? I've got a couple of points at this point. There's a three to one during the week. Uh, just uh, congratulations to Neil uh, Lane and Peter Law for showing the respect to the commander Rickson. Just shows uh, what Scotland and can do if uh, it's going to come to a death to bring that. But just a uh, total respect to the guys. That's my first point. And um, my second point is uh, 
I'll tell you what, Robert. The line is is a bit ropey. I'm going to try and get producer Dan to, to clear that up. Um, I think the first point, something you you echoed Hugh in, in the past yeah, couple of days. It, it has been encouraging to see the way uh, Scottish football has, has rallied round in the last few days. Well, it was nice to to see Fernando Rixon acknowledge that uh, all three games today uh, minutes applause at uh, Easter Road. I think everyone realises the the nature. Of what happened to Fernando Like Jimmy Johnston some years ago This is a debilitating Horrible Disease, motor neuron disease And He is only 43 years old Jimmy lived mm. long enough to see all the grandchildren Fernando did not get that opportunity Right Robert I think we've got you back uh, In crystal clear quality I hope uh, What was your second point? Mm. My second point was I feel like we've got two new signings. I was on after the Livingston game uh, complaining about my the centre half film uh, and I said they said where's the three and a half million pound signing on uh, Hollanda uh, and the other signing is I feel we've got a bad balance now with Barisic. Uh, it was outstanding in first I was at the game in the second half uh, today. The full backs were outstanding. So just to put that point in to the guys what do they think with that? I think I think that's uh, probably going to be the back four if everybody's fit, Gordon. Uh, big question mark will be left back. Does he bring in Flanagan, who he probably thinks he's a better defender than Barisic? But I think going forward, Barisic is a better option. Hillander and Golson is probably going to be the two centre backs. Um, you know, you pay three and a half million, expect a guy to play, and it's taking time. I thought he was excellent on Thursday night. If I'm Critical, I thought he was poor for the chance O'Halloran had. I think he's got to be stronger there. But uh, the sign so far is that they're got to be a good back four. Jim, the debate about Rangers left backs has been going on all season. Um, I wonder how significant the last two games have been because I know it's only two games. But first of all, the Thursday night's massive and it's a big game against European opposition. Barisic plays and he then plays again. So not only do you play in the big game, but that's something we've not seen of him. We've barely seen him stay. In the team, is this a, a small sign of things to come? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I, I'm a Gordon. I thought that uh, you know he might have put Flanagan because he generally, you know, defensively thinks that he is maybe a little bit more because he doesn't bomb on. It's not his natural. It's not natural left footed. But the way he wants to play, I think particularly, uh, you know, uh, domestically, you would think Barisic all day long because Rangers will be in the front foot. But but. But putting him in in midweek uh, against Feyenoord and the performance he, he's had, I think, um, will give the player confidence. And I think Stephen Gerrard is finding out about the boy as well, his personality. Because I think Stephen Gerrard, you know, say, says, you know, says his piece, he, he says what's on his mind at times. And but I think with Barisic, he's having to put an arm on his shoulder and say, "Listen, you're a good player." He's got to maybe handle him a little bit different. Maybe he's. He's he's understanding that as well, Stephen Gerrard. So, and I think you know now he's coming out publicly and saying, "Listen, he's do, he's doing really well. I'm delighted with him. He's really popular with the players, you know, and he's really trying to build up his confidence. You can you can get that sense, and it seems to be working. It's just handling players, different players, in a different way. Mm. You know, some get the, the kick up the backside, some need the armour in the shoulder, and I think Borna Barisic is definitely one that's responding to that support from his manager Mark Wilson because Rangers teams like Rangers and Celtic are expected to dominate every game domestically win them win the will do they need two attacking fullbacks? I think so ultimately yeah, I think so and someone you know it's more natural on that side you know to get up and deliver crosses understand why Flanagan's in there for the games that perhaps you need a tighter unit as your back four but certainly when you're going away to McDermott Park and you're controlling a lot of the ball 
I think Barisic is a better mm. fit to play left back. Uh, Robert, how pleased are you with the the strikers you've got at the moment? Because it seems like there's a, a a bit of a pattern developing where if you really need a you really need a, an important goal, you need a game broken down. Defo- um, Morelos is your man, and if you want to bring someone on to add a bit of gloss to the occasion, then Defoe can certainly do that. I don't think we can complain because we've got uh, Morales. Uh, I was in a game on uh, Thursday night Me and my friend and we're, uh, we're sitting talking about The difference between Edward and Morales But um, we were sitting And it was one, uh, the difference between Morales, I feel Morales and Edward Edward's a wee bit more composed uh, Where if he's in and he's, at, he's at an angle Where he'll just square it With Morales he'll just try and smash it So uh, that, that's a, that's one another debate, but uh, I'm over the moon with my two strikers. Uh, long may it continue. Let's go and go, so we can't kind of complain. Absolutely, thank you very much to Robert and Kilsyth. Uh Still lots of time. Well, not lots of time. There's still about ten minutes for you to get your thoughts in, uh, maybe on what you saw at Celtic Park this afternoon. Uh, Kilmarnock fans could also hear from you. Were you encouraged by your team's efforts? Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Let's hear from the manager then, Angelo. Alessio Just before we get to half time In the Edinburgh Derby Let's hear what the Kilmarnock manager Had to say Against the Celtic For us uh, This is very tough At the same time We we play our game We play our game I think uh, I think A good a good, a good, a good game Because uh, One nil In counter attack And then uh, Shame Because uh, We couldn't see the goal At the end of the first half It's not good This but Of course then in the second half was very difficult for us because Celtic uh, pushed very high and uh, if uh, you commit two, two mistakes type the, the players against uh, Edward or Forrest in this case Edward they scored two goals I think uh, my team played play the game uh, in, the, in the right way Do you think it really would have changed things if you could have held on until, until half time and not conceded that goal? I'm changing something, but I think uh, it's much better to go on the, on the changing room one nil, you know, one nil, and uh, we put uh, pressure Celtic then, you know. Of course, <laughs> this is a tough game against Celtic because they have a lot of players. They they can uh, decide the uh, the game, you know. I think we we play uh, our game. We can come back. Uh, we yeah we could come back in the game the end of the second half we created two two, two, two opportunities for to score with Brophy before and then a penalty but this is football uh, Foster I think uh, he good good save but we go ahead Kamarnik have now played Celtic and Rangers Jim um, and had plenty of signs of encouragement within those games without managing to get the wins now, now from the picture that they're building how do you see them going this season. Yeah, I think a lot of times you've got to take these games with a pinch of salt because invariably, you know, you'll see teams performing better, you know, against the, you know, the old firm at times, you know, than the than their, their, their you know, the normal uh, level of performances. But today, I think, is I think I agree with Andrew Alessio. They played their game, and I think that's the way he wants to play. I don't think he he'll change it too much whether they play uh, St Johnston, Hamilton, St Man, or whatever happens to be. So I think I think that's the way they'll play. They'll obviously got pace. Um, there'll obviously a few more opportunities, but but I think that he's basing it on being resolute and being organised. And as I said, and looking at that pace, uh, um, you know, Miller was very quick. I mean, he, one one of the times in the second half, he gave Julian about 15 yards and got there. And I think, wow, he's he's quick. 
and obviously Brophy's always a handful and uh, you know Dom Thomas come on had him last year at Dumbarton he's, you know he's, he was sensational at that level and he's another player with terrific ability and so I think they've got they've got a, a, you know again it's, it's finding a natural goal scorer that's very difficult to, at that level but overall I think uh, as, as I've stated before the game I think Kilmarnock will be more than fine this year and I think they'll be one of the ones challenging at least for the top six I'm going to put down a challenge to you three in oh. the studio it's half time in the Edinburgh Derby Hibs nil, Hearts nil. give me a positive from the game <laughs> put a positive spin well, on that 45 yeah, positive it, it, is we've got 10 minutes effort. left in the show to get out of here I don't think it's that bad oh Hugh well, oh. listen what's that effort like you expect from a Derby but the the quality hasn't been the best I mean both teams are really struggling to keep possession the amount of times Mulraney's went down that left hand side beat his man and got a clear chance to cross and he's either put it into the goalie's hands or put it behind is incredible so I think Craig Levine will be happy I think that kind of suits that first half suits him you know going in clean sheet he, he put a, a, a team there that was based on containing Hibs and has certainly done that in the first I half. like this because this could this could be the new Hugh Keevens. You could be the one who puts a sunny disposition. I mean, I'm not good on to, things. I'm not good I like to it. tell you that it's uh, the equivalent of a Champions League match. What I'm saying is, it is fairly typical of what you expect from that particular fixture, uh, and it lacks a a goal scorer, um, but. If I had paid my money to watch it, I wouldn't be sitting there at half time thinking, this is absolute rubbish because it hasn't been absolute rubbish. Hmm. I, cer- I certainly wouldn't pay money to watch it, I've got to say. <laughs> and when I jump in my car, I'm going to take my time the way home so that I miss the second. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's not true. I know you're a, sh- you're a student of the game. <laughs> I love the game, you but, will watch it but I, just think, I just think because of the pressure on everyone concerned, it's getting nil nil written all over it already. Ah, uh, well, listen, maybe the second half will be better, but it is goalless at the moment. Hibs nil, Hearts nil. Um, I think if you're a fan, you just you will be enjoying it, Hugh. Well, not enjoying it, but you get caught right up in it. If, yeah, if you're there, yeah. it's easy for us to uh, be slightly tongue in cheek and be critical when we're standing from a distance. Let's hear from Jermaine Defoe, shall we? He's also been speaking after scoring a double. He came off the bench to score twice as Rangers ran out four nil winners at St Johnson. I felt like in the first half, obviously they made it made it a little bit difficult for us to sort of like play with that sort of intensity that we showed on on Thursday night. I thought it was important, that, you know, in the second half that we tried to get an early goal, which we did, and I think after that, you know, we we, we dominated. So it's a good win. And for yourself as well to get those two goals when you come on. Yeah, obviously on a personal note, it's it's always nice to to score goals, and uh, yeah, it was, it was good. Obviously, the most important thing is to win the game. But you know, um, sitting on the side, I did realise that you know if I came on, hopefully I get some some chances because uh, it was creating the second half. We created so many chances. You know, there's a lot of crosses, and like I said before, we dominated. So um, obviously, yeah, it was nice to to come on and get the two goals. Just one more on Alfredo. Um, obviously, he's two goals, but out with that, how how impressed were you with his link up play? Do you think that's something that he's put improving on? Yeah, but he's so strong. I feel like when when uh, defenders get that tight to him, you know, I think I feel like that's when he's at his best, where he can roll people. But yeah, I agree. To be honest, I think today's his, his link up was good. You know, we kept the ball every time. And I think you need that. Um, well, you have to because you've got Connor screaming at you for the whole game <laughs> if you don't keep the ball in that. So, but now nah, it was good. It was good today. Uh, Jermaine Defoe, Hugh Keevans, you can't really argue with that contribution off the bench. Yes, you all agree that one of them was was offside, offside um, yeah. and I think uh, listen, I, I think we're over the controversy for the other one. But if, nevertheless, he puts them away as if, you would expect. If the officials don't make the decision, then he still has to finish the job, and he did. What a handy guy to have around the place. 
You'd obviously start with Morelos more times than not But what a handy man A, a guy who has been prolific his whole career uh, And today, in a few explosive minutes he has shown the size of the contribution that he can make before this season is out. Uh, Jim Duffy, I just feel like week to week there's going to be a consistent debate this season about how Rangers use uh, Morelos or Defoe. It seems that it's just not going away for good reason. Yeah, but it is good reason. Two exceptional strikers. I mean, I don't know what uh, that two today. He must put them up there in about the top of the goal scoring charts, isn't it? Uh, Defoe, you know, even though. I think it's 20 between them, certainly. Yeah, but, but certainly with, with limit, as, as limited time as he's had. But uh, you know, no, he's, 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 as you said, he's been a prolific goal scorer at the very top level. The, you know, all his career, uh, he's, he's, he's a credit. You know, in terms of his professionalism, in terms of how he approaches it. Even just speaking at the end of the game, there, you know, he's not throwing the toys at the pram because you know, starting, he's actually praising Alfredo Morelos and uh, looking at him. So, no, it's, it's a, it's a fantastic uh, for Rangers to have two players. Um, of that quality uh, pushing each other uh, and I think that's the really important thing that they're pushing each other um, to, to set the standards uh, and that's that's what you want at that level uh, Jim Duffy we will bid you a fond farewell we, we can take it from here for the next two minutes yeah, thank you the sun's <laughs> shining out over the east end of Glasgow it's lovely incredible. good stuff thank you very much that was Jim Duffy watching Celtic uh, beat Kilmarnock by three goals to one talk bigger picture to us Hugh that's always your 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 speciality is are we seeing a real strength f- f- from Celtic and Rangers at the moment? A sort of a professionalism, a, a depth that, that's allowing them to just be too far ahead of, of what, what we've got domestically and maybe even coping in Europe as well. It was never going to be any other way on a domestic level. Look at the money that both have spent and are able to spend and they might go again in the January transfer window. So if you are... Stuck with a two-horse race It might as well be a good one And we've had six matches Today we've had eight goals Spread over their two games We've had controversy over Just about everything But what we have had Is two convincing wins For Celtic and Rangers And we've got 32 more games to go They promise us Tremendous excitement From now until the finishing line And by the way Mark and Gordon It's worth pointing out That this is the way it should be. If you're a fan of a smaller team listening to this, you'll say, "Yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised they're winning." Every, you know, the, the resources, the yeah. gap, everything. We we know it's massive, and you could flip it in its head and say, "This is Celtic and Rangers performing as they should, rather than uh, being disappointing from time to time." Yeah, uh, of course they've got big squads. Um, they're going to need to rotate as the season goes on. I mean, we've got another what five five of these Sundays where they're going to have to bounce back from European football. Uh, it's not always going to be pretty. But as long as they get the three points I don't think Neil Lennon and Steven Gerrard will bother one bit Yeah I agree I think it's all about getting the points on the board Gordon Performances come secondly uh, They've got squads to cover at You heard the Rangers manager saying There are no excuses uh, Players can play two games in a week No problem But uh, I expect more Obviously the five Sundays still to go I expect Rangers and Celtic Just keep continue winning games And very briefly Hugh We roll on to another big week It's breathless yeah. stuff We've got Betfred Cup quarterfinals In a matter of days And uh, the fun never stops Well we'll find out How Christopher Julian is For Celtic But they're playing Partick Thistle Crisis club Partick Thistle They ought to be able To put out a side At Celtic Park That will put them In the semi-final Rangers will beat Livingston In Livingston Kilmarnock will beat Hibs <laughs> 
And Aberdeen will beat Hearts So you'll have Aberdeen, Kilmarnock, Celtic and Rangers In the semi-final I promise you He's gone in three days early on the predictions <laughs> This is a new record Thank you to Hugh Keevans uh, Jim Duffy and Alex Raver at the Games Big thanks to Gordon and Mark For keeping his company in the studio as well I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm rhyming off the, the Oscar speech here Because I'm missing people out Andrew and Alison uh, For bringing us the post-match reaction But the biggest thanks must go to you guys For listening, for tweeting, for calling And you can do it again tomorrow at 6 Hugh and Alex will be back And in the meantime stay right there Because the UK Chart Show is up next